The Florida heat is too much for me to wear my thick hair down. It's grown down to my shoulder blades since I haven't had a cut in almost three years. I have no plans of chopping it all off, so I suppose I'll be the ponytail girl forever. I put on Gramp's favorite blue dress of mine because I refuse to wear black, and the nicer of my two pairs of sandals. Before I make my way downstairs, I take a long look at myself in the mirror. I stare at my father's hazel eyes, his small nose and chin, too. I've waited so long for this day to come, the day that would be my official discharge back onto the path to the life I was supposed to have. I look to see if this newfound release has changed me. No, nothing yet, but for the first time, I see something I haven't in a long time, a glimmer of hope. I descend the stairs and find Luke waiting at the side door, dressed sharply in a black suit and blue tie. He reminds me so much of my dad. He has typically short brown hair and is handsome by anyone's standards. When I reach the bottom of the stairs, I finally notice just how tall Luke is, probably 6'1". We've been so scattered these last few days that I never really stopped to look at him that much, and in the light streaming from the kitchen window, I see clearly that Luke and I have the same eyes. I think we must all look like Gramps. The car is here. Oh, Layla, there you are. You look lovely. Everyone ready? Claire says as she comes in from the carport. Wow, I think. Claire is so pretty. I remember thinking so the first time I saw her when I was a child. She's classy, wearing her hair shorter than I've seen on any grown woman under the age of 60, and next to Luke, her stature is exquisite. They both seem to tower over my average frame. I'm definitely more bronze than Luke and Claire. Not because I spent my days sunning at the beach, but because there have been weekly yard chores since I came here. I didn't mind those chores so much after I saw them transforming my stick-like arms and legs into strong, defined limbs. Thank you, I say meekly. Claire responds with a soft, sweet smile. Luke and Claire rented a Lincoln Town Car limo to take us to the funeral home. It will surely be the nicest vehicle I've ever been in. They're both lawyers, so I guess they can afford it. Gramps said they weren't the high-powered ones you see in the movies, but still well off. They don't have any kids. Maybe their jobs are more important than having a family. I don't know. There must have been a similar falling out with Luke, too, because, as far as I know, he didn't talk to anyone in the family, either. Dad never spoke of Luke, and never explained why he and his brother didn't talk. I guess just because you're family doesn't mean you have to be friends. Graham and Gramps never spoke of them, either. I guess that bridge got burned, too. Hell, Graham probably poured the gasoline and lit the match herself. But I like them. I don't care what happened between Luke and my dad or grandparents. That was their business, not mine. All I know is that my gut tells me I'm headed into a life with a real family, and I'm not going to do anything to mess that up. When we arrive at the funeral home, I'm surprised at how many people are already there, with more pulling into the parking lot behind us. I think back to Graham's funeral, and I'm certain there weren't half this many people there. This comforts me in an odd way. Something about it lets me know that I wasn't the only one Graham treated poorly,
and the kind and generous man I knew to be my grandfather was the same man all these people were coming to pay their respects to today. It's time, dear, the funeral director says thoughtfully to me, after we've been seated for what seems like eternity. Are you sure about this? I knew Jack, and I'd be happy to speak on your behalf.'